Hello and welcome to the episode of Octlefm Soundbite. I am Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we're back today to catch up on the ever going on business and legal action between Epic and Apple primarily. But it also does focus a little bit on other companies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are definitely the two sort of the, the main companies involved in this. And yeah. we did do a short soundbite episode about this uh, a couple of months ago, I think now, yeah, um, where we discussed basically what was happening and how it yeah. started. But things have come to light and we're not necessarily talking too much about the legal aspect of it today, but more about some of the information that has arisen as a result of this legal action. Yeah, it's that classic thing where, um, because everything is now sort of coming out in public record, right? So the defense, whatever any data or information that Epic and Apple want to use to as part of this court case is now like coming to light and Mm. we get to peek a little bit behind the curtain of kind of like how things work what's going on you know what sort of yeah from a curiosity point of view more than anything else and one of the things that I was really interested in was the detail that came out about the uh, free games on Epic. Mm. So as part of the, I don't know exactly what the detail is, but as part of the court case and the process, they one of the you know bits of data that were was available and the financials that was available was a breakdown of the first nine months of sales and costs to Epic of buying and making available all of the free games that they made available. Which is something that they've been doing for a while now. It's definitely yes. been their, their main tactic to try and draw people to their platform yeah. outside of the Fortnite's main draw initially. Mm. Uh, and we've we spoke about that in the past as well, how Fortnite is such a massive IP that they can kind of afford to do this to bring new members on board yeah. their platform regardless. And yeah. now we actually have some figures to corroborate that information. Yeah, and it's like, it's interesting, like we'll share a link to the, you know, the, the the data itself so you can go and take a look. But sort of some of the things that are interesting is like, what were the most expensive and cheapest games that they had to buy and what were the ranges? So, for example, they spent, uh, it looks like they spent one and a half million dollars on um, one of the Batman Arkham games, um, whichever one it was that was free. And but uh, but like at the other end, something like Fez was seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, at sort of the the cheaper end, or World of Goo even fifty thousand dollars. Um, and then it actually breaks down, and they were obviously tracking the number of new accounts because that was the goal here, right? That was why they they were doing yeah. this was to get people to sign up. Uh, and so they, you know, you can actually see a breakdown of oh, what was the cost, effectively the cost per acquisition. And if you're in advertising, that's how you advertising works. You go, okay, if we have to spend fifty thousand dollars for this advert, which is effectively what a free game is, yeah, uh, how many people sign up, and therefore how many, how much per person did we pay? Um, and you, you know, some of them, uh, even Fez, for example, you know, they didn't get that many signups off the back of, but it only cost them 70 cents per user effectively. Yeah. So even though it wasn't very many users, it was still insanely cheap for them yeah. to, to get those users on board. Like 70 pence per user is just nothing, you know, that's yeah, like if just you a think, Sunday afternoon's worth of advertising. If you think that like, you know, what does that mean into, you know, one in every, what, like 30, 40, 50 people will pay for the entire advertising to all those other people even yeah. if everyone else does buys nothing but only one person buys another game afterwards yeah you will have like started to make it you know the revenue will start to come in off the back of those because there's going to be plenty of people like myself who 
proceed to log on to Epic, get the free games and then log back off again. Yeah. But there's also going to be the odd person that sticks around, plays that game and then goes, oh, they've got this game. That's cool. And buys that. And then, yeah, already their money is already rolling back in and it's a worthwhile advertising. Um, I think it's interesting because we've talked about this in the past, how we weren't quite sure how it worked for the companies involved who actually own Mm. the game. Like, how does Epic kind of pay them? But now it just seems a case if they pay them a flat fee and then they yeah. say, we're giving your game away for X amount of days. And that's yeah. it. It's surprisingly simple. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty straightforward in the, at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, definitely worth having a look at the stats and seeing, you know, what are the, what were the games worth? Uh, I think is sort of kind of interesting. And, and also just the sheer figures, you know, in terms of the millions of people that were, you know, getting copies of these free games. And some of that came out recently, like Epic released that some of that data themselves not that long ago um, as sort of part of a marketing thing. Um, but it's clearly working well for them um, because, you know, the numbers are all pretty healthy. So expect to see more free games from Epic because this clearly is a working very it's good a winning working. strategy absolutely yeah. there's no reason for them to not do it otherwise and absolutely. i will be there to take advantage of that generosity from them <laughs> um but speaking of like giving things away for free um there was another story recently as well about uh stuff being given away for free wasn't there mm. we uh we here on oxl fm adore titanfall 2 it's mm. a wonderful game. Uh, we actually both discovered it a little bit later on in life. Yes. Uh, I think it was like a year or two ago now. Like it was like mm. super cheap on Steam. It was like 75% off, but not as cheap as it was the other weekend. It was free for a short period of time. Yeah. And I mean, obviously that will always generate a large number of new players jumping on because it's free. But like, mm. I think even Respawn Entertainment and EA, who are the companies that own it, were surprised at how much uptake it mm. got. Because... Mm. I looked into the release schedule of Timefall 2 and it was released between some of the biggest FPS games in the business. Like it was released between uh, Advanced Warfare for Call of Duty and like Battlefield 1 within the same week Mm. of each other. I'm like, this isn't going to get much attention as a result. So it was always really sad because Titanfall 2 is such a wonderful game. Yeah. And you could tell it was a wonderful game. They, they knew they got a real kind of gem on their hands because they basically repurposed it to make Apex Legends, mm. which has gone on to do very, very well. And in fact, is doing even better at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, yeah, they've just released a new mode, like a 3v3 competitive mode, um, which is kind of interesting, sort of feels like they're like okay well maybe we can take on that like competitive team Hmm. genre you know it's very very different to like something like counter-strike um but still like really interesting that apex is becoming a real you know strong fierce contender in the in the battle royale genre right like considering i think for the longest time a lot of people have said that it's just completely saturated and it's you know there's there's no room whatsoever but respawn found some room i think the the bigger reason for that i think is the titanfall pedigree right because Mm. a lot of the br games if you exclude fortnite are a bit janky like we've talked about this before it's like everyone seemed to copy player unknown's battleground i know that wasn't the first br game but that was the one that sort of properly blew up Mm. and a lot of people tried to copy it and it's like no 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 the jankiness isn't intentional we've talked about that before on octal fm but Apex did its own thing and it took the Titanfall recipe and made mm. it into a BR game. And as yep. a result of it, it plays so perfectly. It's such, mm. a, it's such a joy to play and experience. And you don't require perfect Twitch shooting to have a good time or to even be effective because of the way in which the game plays, the skills involved, the the importance on positioning, etc. So it's just, to me, it's really good to see a group of 
individuals like to Respawn Entertainment, which is a relatively small company compared to some of the big boys, mm. get such a hit on their hands because they just went, mm-hmm. no, 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 we know we've done a good job here. It, mm. it is a great game. We can make this really work. Yeah. And they've stuck to their guns and they've managed it. Like now you say now they're even taking on, not not so much taking on, but they're entering the same sort of space as things like CSGO and Valorant and other yeah. sort of like arena you know three on three five on five tactical shooters maybe yeah. i i like it a little bit maybe to something like um rainbow six siege almost mm, yes like yes, that sort is. of like very it's a little bit more relaxed a little bit more kind of crazy because rainbow six siege isn't exactly like you know grounded in realism no. <laughs> with some of the things that they do in that game but it, it just feels like it's in that middle ground there and i think as a result of it being free and as a result of it already having the apex legend sort of pedigree there it's going to do really well and yeah i hope that then translates into more interest in titanfall 2 since it was free mm-hmm. and maybe that will spur respawn on to make titanfall 3 yeah maybe maybe um but yeah i'm, I'm definitely gonna it's on my list to go back to apex legends and try out some of the new stuff i haven't played it for a long time um but i did enjoy it the bit the bit of it that i did play mm. um so want to go back and check out you know the new maps and new characters and also yeah this new mode i'd say in some, some ways it's free games can be a real awkward place to be like they're just usually terrible full of microtransactions mm. but other times you can get some really great free games you know mm. uh, that you don't have to pay any money for as long as you're not fussed about like cosmetics yeah you know yeah, the gameplay exactly. itself is all there regardless you know and you, it's just another reason why you should maybe like you know subscribe to the odd newsletter or something or listen to octal fm on a regular basis um mm. because you can get these free games on epic and you know things like titanfall 2 were free on steam and stuff like that mm. hey, why do you ever need to buy games ever again <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly so many so many good free or or nearly free games out there for sure if you just keep your ear to the ground and listen to octal fm um <laughs> But yeah, that's a little bit of a uh, little bit of a gaming news update. Um, if there's anything more that comes out of the Epic v Apple stuff, we'll be covering it. So oh, following I'm sure along. Will be. Um, uh, but until then, I've been Gelada. And I'm Sefran. And catch us again for another Octal FM soundbite very soon. <laughs>